assertive statement I've heard in a long time. I just think I'm going to have it different eventually. If any of y'all were thinking that that she had a brother, she doesn't. There's no Dan Hathaway. This whole time I kept thinking that there was one, but there isn't. There's only Anne. There's only Anne Hathaway, and she's actually an only child. Whoosh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, Howdy, neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's us. Demonstrate <laughs> the loop. And by gum, we're a Magic the Gathering podcast. We read everything from deck text, discussions, and set dissections. And today, we're having ourselves a little bit of a discussion about a set. But we're not going to talk about individual cards, except for a little bit. But mm-hmm. that's not the goal. We're talking about, uh, what's the actual, Modern Horizons? Jumpstart Historic Jumpstart Horizons. Her- Jumpstart Historic Horizons. I did three different ones, and they were all wrong. You were Jump circling the drain. Historic. I was <laughs> circling the drain. And now let's just go ahead and jump down that pipe <laughs> by getting into what we're talking about today with Jumpstart Historic Horizons. Uh, what what exactly are we going to be talking about going into specifically today, um, Drew? Oh, me. Hi, I'm Drew. Um, Today, we're going to kind of just break down Jumpstart Historic Horizons, highlighting a few cards as needed, um, but kind of breaking down with this being, to my knowledge, one of the first, if not the actual first, um, digital only set with cards that are not going to see print, I guess outside of like the MTG Arena new player experience cards. Um, We're going to be kind of talking about for players who see these, who may want to play with them, and most notably for us, Commander, um, what the viability of that is, if it's even possible, if it's even like worth trying to do. Um, and then just more broadly, uh, just kind of the implications of a digital-only set. I like it. There was one other time, I remember specifically, and I think Gavin Verhey posted it on purpose to kind of put some feelers out mm. in the water, it was before they announced Jumpstart Historic Horizons. He talked about a very old game that came out on a CD disc. There were there was a card of each color that had like a specifically only works because this is a computer game card. But that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember looking through the comments if anybody cared when Gavin posted about it recently. <laughs> but I, I think that he, I think he did it just to kind of be like, we're about to do this same thing. But he didn't outright say we're about to do the same thing. But the timing is one of those cute little Gavin Beret things yeah. that he likes to do. But it has happened okay. one mm. other time before. Oh, and I actually think I, I found it. Here we go. Here's one that was blue. It's called Whimsy. Two blue and X. And it just says, play X random fast effects. Who knows what the hell what? any of that means. But that what? was a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's fast just effect? a thing. Wow, I don't know. These oh yeah, the uh, the astral cards. Uh, yeah, it's it's a whole set. Um, I ha- I actually have seen these before. Um, yeah, like you said, yeah, this is for an old computer game. Um, where just like uh, with the current set, they take advantage of the fact that they are a digital card and thus can do certain digital things. Hmm. But in either case, uh, that is the that is kind of the topic today. Um is Jumpstart Historic Horizons, new digital-only set hitting uh, hitting MTG Arena, um, and kind of the talk about it. So I guess for the actual uh, details, uh, Josh, what are the hard, thick facts about the set, <laughs> about the set and its release? Well, <laughs> the first... And most those, solid opaque beefy, facts. Beefy, rigid facts about it. Those big congealed facts are that this is a it is a jump start set, so it works like Jumpstart does, and we feel the ways we feel about that, but it's only on Magic Arena. It specifically is uh in addition to the new stuff we're gonna talk about, it also does bring three hundred and forty-one reprints straight to historic on arena. Uh but the main stuff that we do want to mm-hmm. talk about are the specific new digital-only uh, mechanics and other cards that aren't necessarily tied to a mechanic. Uh, getting into those mechanics, there's there's three uh, keyworded yes. dealios that specifically are here because they work on digital and not so much in real life. Uh, the first one is Seek. <laughs> it's a specific type of tutor effect 
but what it does is it randomly pulls a card that meets a certain criteria from your library and puts it in your hand but it does that without shuffling your deck to where essentially you could stack mm -hmm. your deck in whatever way you do that seek a card and then your deck is still stacked exactly how you had it um mm -hmm. which it's that's it's it's strange it's strange i get it but it's a specific type of tutor you can't do on paper uh the second effect is conjure which what that does is it creates a specific card in a specific zone it it creates an actual card it's not a token it's not a copy mm. it poofs into play whether in hand field graveyard a an actual physical card that i believe at that point will act mm -hmm. as an actual card for the rest of the game the last effect is perpetually which i guess this is less of a keyword and more of just like mechanically this is part of abilities um effects that yeah it's like work, a whole new mechanic to it yeah things that work perpetually what that means is it modifies the card permanently um if you apply a buff or a debuff or something like that that modification sticks with the card no matter what zone it goes to for the entire rest of the game which understandably that would be very difficult to track on paper um and then in addition to those yes. three abilities there are there are some others such as davriel soul broker tome of the infinite some things that they don't necessarily well tome of the infinite does conjure but in addition to that it's these there are a few cards that do some effect that is kind of so large it's got such a pool of things it can do that you could not list all the options on a card and so these just automatically do it for you yeah and i think kind of the the caveat there there is um it's you couldn't list them with the way that magic currently templates these types of effects um just because right. like what you actually have to have space for on a card and things like that um and I, and the other added element here is um i don't think it was mark rosewater or gavin Murray. i think it might have been aaron Forsyth or someone else um similarly high up at Wizards of the Coast has also said that with effects like the like that on Davriel Soulbroker, those kind mm -hmm. of randomized effects, the door is also open to those effects being updated, patched, or otherwise changed over time digitally as ah, well. Um, okay. And that's kind of another player in that random ah. element there. Um, so like for... Um, for Tome of the Infinite, um, before we kind of get into what it literally fully says, it kind of gives you an option to cast several different spells. They could ostensibly change out any number of those potential spells or add spells to it or take spells away from it. Um, and that is something mm -hmm. you have the door open to be able to do um, in some interviews since this set has come out. That's very interesting. Okay. I don't think well, I knew that. I, I actually did not know that. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's, in. I guess it's, I, I guess it's interesting that, they can have that option in as opposed to like banning a card or or restricting it mm -hmm. to patch it that's interesting you can't do that on paper that, that, yeah that is um uh, uh hearthstone uh as uh, i mean obviously i think one of the greatest influences here um hearthstone has done that numerous times where in lieu of outright banning a card simply adjusting mm -hmm. either you know it's mana cost if it's a creature it's power and it's health um yep. to make yep. it a more balanced version of what they intended removing or adding effects to a card all of that has been done in what i think is probably the most popular or at least one of the most well-known digital card games and that mm -hmm. kind of pulls from that same pool they obviously have not done that yet because if they had to do it right out of the gate that would be a bit odd um <laughs> but they have yes. they have the door open for that hmm Hmm. Uh, so do we want to go down like i mean we can kind of go down the the list here of each of these to kind of break these down uh but i mean yeah, yeah like th those are the new mechanics here um there is obviously there are a variety of um uses of each of these mechanics across multiple cards but i think mm -hmm. we'll probably be able to find like the commonality here um for at least kind of this opening suite until they get too too buck wild with it so i guess kind of right. starting with seek here uh randomly pulling a card that meets a certain criteria um from your deck and then not shuffling i mean i think this is a um 
it's it's obvious here because it's to find a card one how do you determine random for like maybe like if it was like random legendary creature a deck might not have too many of those or at least would have a mm-hmm. uh handleable amount but that also isn't baked into the card you could have a deck that's running you know all legends just to take maximum advantage or rather mm-hmm. maximum mm-hmm. disadvantage because you would never know what you're going to tutor mm-hmm. um but there's no way to do that um in in other takes and other videos about this set um one of the things that i saw with that effect is there's not a way um to satisfactorily both prove to your opponent that it is truly random without also giving your opponent just so much information um just right. like even outside of the fact that you not like you searching through your deck without changing its order is a lot of information for you but especially like in a tournament setting um if an opponent has your deck list like you have a public deck list as part of that tournament they could take the time to go what are all of these options that you have in your deck and then essentially figure out your entire hand which is no bueno that is not very good yeah seek out of all of these that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, Seek is the one that I can't think of a equivalent of necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like of like a, a similar thing that's happened in Magic. Seek is unprecedented in that you tutor for something that you don't know. Yeah. You, you get it. You don't know what. Well, you know kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. And you don't shuffle. Like n- none of these yep. things are really like, there's not... There's not an equivocal thing there except for like the one combo where you run like the one creature and then you get to reorder your whole deck. I guess that's kind of the same because then you know where everything is in there. So if you run that combo, then seek would be allowed because you already know, but you can't reveal to prove it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you just kind of have to this. Anybody who has said anywhere that seek isn't that hard to do and has come up with a way um, to, to do it. Um, is only doing it to prove that it can be done, and they never will. They won't do it because they know that if they actually did any of the things they said, it would be obnoxious and it would take a thousand years. Um, but there, yep. there are people who definitely are like, oh, yeah, all you have to do is just have a, a list off to the side with the name of, of every possible thing you could get off of each mm-hmm. of your seek cards that you may cast throughout a whole game. And then when you get it, you just, just if you could, or... I think one of the earliest ones that, that you were talking about, Drew, was like, you have those cards off on the side, and then you mm-hmm. get them, and then when you hit them in your deck, yeah. you just, you just like, put it away and then draw something else. And I'm like, ah, that, that shit don't fly. So, <laughs> that, see, that, what's the yeah, so I guess say, for, that dog don't hunt. See, the thing is, to, <laughs> me, to me, it's, it's uh, you, you cannot really satisfactorily do Seek as written here on paper. You can't specifically... I don't think replicate um, the not having to shuffle at the end. The thing is, though, to me, like uh, I, I don't think it. I don't think seek need needs to exist like this because you can on in paper cards. You can do a dealio where you would um, you would shuffle your deck first, reveal cards until you uh, reveal one of the correct type, put it in your hand or whatever you're doing with it, um, and then like put the bottom put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Like those effects already exist. It does shuffle your deck and it it doesn't interact identically to seek. It's just that that effect already exists and seek doing the one Mm -hmm. extra bit of you don't have to shuffle. I don't, it doesn't mean that much to me to have that. Well, and but that's that's where you're incorrect because it. it mm-hmm. I'll agree that it doesn't mean that much to you, but that is a very right. important part I assure you and that aspect of the seat cards, uh-huh. especially like because I think unless it already is gone, I'm pretty sure Brainstorm is just in historic. <laughs> it, it is banned in historic. Okay, it's already banned in historic, but it yeah. was there. It was and, there, yeah. and with how the product release schedule works, it was likely at one point intended to be there with this mechanic. Right. Yes. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. They, so it was like, I'm going to put these two cards on top mm-hmm. and these are cards that I like and want to draw. And I don't have to worry about them getting destroyed. Like whenever right. I have to conjure something in this competitive yeah. format I, where I want to win. 
Yeah. Like, like mm. I get that you don't care, Josh, but I think <laughs> yeah. that that is an aspect well, of it that I think is I, important. Yeah, I think what it comes down to here, because like, like we've said there and kind of to uh, illuminate the audience there, I did say kind of in private conversation, it's let's hypothetically say I had a card that let me seek a dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a deck, I had a commander deck that is running a substantial amount of dragons, um, basically running anything north of one dragon because if i'm running one dragon i actually think this is very easy but want to be uh-huh. sort of practical yeah um and so like let's say i'm running like 15 or so i could like like uh, daniel's like uh mentioned some other people have said to basically kind of get there i could have um a what I'll say is the the source that i pull this idea from is actually another card game it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh has in addition to your main deck has um there's multiple like side decks that the game can have yeah. to uh i think the primary ability is if i'm uh, i might get the mechanic wrong any Yu-Gi-Oh players in the audience but i believe it is either xc's or tutor monsters which don't exist in your main deck at all but can be basically special summoned from this completely side deck of cards if you meet a certain criteria now the part that's not there is randomness technically speaking you could put 15 random Xyz monsters in this side deck and if you happen to meet the criteria you would then happen to get it but this is actually for a competitive format you would build your deck around being able to reliably get this set of creatures here mm-hmm. i i think if your if your goal is to make seek work i could have via you know infinite tokens or if i'm dedicated enough to this deck i could have you know proxy versions or just second copies of all of the things that my seek effects could get then literally shuffle those and then do it. I think the unasked question there, or the thing that that begs is, is seek, if you could get it to work in paper, is it worth the added hoops? Because it is mm-hmm. just tutoring yeah. with extra steps, right? See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Seek exists it's, because, yeah. I just yeah. feel like it's, this is, okay, uh, you get to use your sensei's divining top and tutor, and you don't have to be careful or make any choices. You just get to do both things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a necessary inclusion to the game. Like, I'll, I'll say that what I think what I think it does to like pro and con it a bit as a mechanic, I think as a pro, it does allow for... M- uh, more tutors to exist which does lead to more consistent gameplay if that is the goal of your deck which i think is more of a competitively minded thing there certainly are competitively minded commander players and so allowing more uh more tutors that have this kind of inherent drawback to them allows tutors to exist at more rarities and just in higher numbers because it also reduces the match complexity of in a paper at least someone searching through a deck thinking about stuff choosing one and then shuffling that takes time this avoids that i think the con is the reason you want a tutor is because you want to get a specific card this does not do that or if this does do that it's because it's seek a dragon and you run the one dragon in your deck Right. And in which Mm. case, this is a way for you to run eight copies of given card, given specified thing. So Mm. like for me, I think it comes down to I think seek could work if you were motivated enough to do it. But I just don't see a situation in which I think you could satisfactorily meet the requirement of it being random and not shuffling your deck and then it being worth all of that hassle personally. Mm. I'm looking at the spoilers and I don't even see how many cards even have seek, at least on this site. I don't even it's, see that many. It's not a massive number. Um, um, well, that's, that's the other, the other, the other thing that has made, uh, so behind the curtain for the audience, I think that has made this tricky is wizards like typical release for the public consumption about this set has been in a word ridiculous like there is not any publicly available image gallery for this set as there would normally be um it's such a large set in like absolute cards that to go through them all in arena is not exactly easy to do and so it's putting this together has been kind of difficult but yeah it's i guess if we could find a card specifically that had seek on it there's um, a manor I, guardian when it dies each player seeks a non-land card with man oh see now that one makes each player do it so you gotta just <laughs> hope the other person has yep, also yeah. has. well no, okay now yeah all right now nah. 
Yeah. You, you could have had me, but each player seek? Mm. No. Yeah. And I guess the other option is if you have a person at your card store or kitchen table who is there, likes to hang out, but not playing the game, and has no obvious tells, you can have okay. that person do it. But like, see, that, so that, that works if you it's, have like uh, a an out like a caddy. Of sorts. If you have a caddy, or if you eliminate one player real early, and then you have some seek effects. It just it look it takes more time than the way seek works digitally. But how much different is yeah. is it if Manor Guardian is when it dies, each player shuffles their library, then reveals cards until they uh, reveal a non-land card with many value two or less, puts it in their hand, put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Yes, that takes time, but that doesn't take that much time. That does it on well, paper, to how but it, yes, it shuffles. It is digitally on Arena. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so yeah, much, that, so thing, much like, is faster it, on Arena. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this I, is especially so. Yeah, I, I guess, like, it comes down to, like, I think that's probably the better way to do it, is you... You shuffle, then you reveal off the top, and then you get the mm-hmm. first thing that happens. That's the closest you can do without yep. having to have a side deck of cards or an Excel yep. spreadsheet or a board <laughs> friend. Um, so, I mean, I guess given the other options, it's the best of them. But I would probably propose that the juice is just not worth the squeeze on Seek. Um at least for now, until some other cards come by. But if you needed four different ways to get there, <laughs> there, there you go. There are four yeah, different yeah, options. There, there, there you go. There's, there you go, there's audience. something for you. Um, okay, what's the, the next, next one? The next one is Perpetually. Perpetually, so mm-hmm. it's a modifier mm-hmm. of, I think they are... It modifies a card forever, no matter what uh, zone it is in. The most yep. common of this that I have seen is um, Power Toughness Adjustment on Creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing I'll say about this is Skullbriar exists. Granted, that is one card perpetually mm-hmm. could ostensibly affect multiple cards, making that trickier, but mm-hmm. this is not completely new as far as a thing that you would potentially need to do in a game of magic and a game of commander. Now, I don't think that necessarily keeping track of all of the Skullbriar counters as they go from place to place is 100% the same here, but I think mm-hmm. it is approximately the same. It is, it is very similar. And so this is just a matter of scale. It's, you know, um, if you're running a ton of this effect, obviously that gets harder to do, but mm-hmm. this is doable. It just requires you yeah. to be more diligent about record keeping. Well, this is one. Well, this is one that I will agree is very doable in Commander. Perpetually yes. in Commander, I don't think is that yeah. bad, especially because people who've played Conspiracy or Conspiracy Take the Crown, Magic is not afraid to make you have to have a piece of paper where you've written down notes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if there's a card in your hand that you've given a perpetual bonus to, like one of these gives a card in your hand flying, like it just gives uh-huh. a card in your hand flying perpetually. Like, yeah. that's the thing you just write down. Like, in Commander, it's just like, well, I've got, like, a Land of War Elves. That's the only creature in my hand. I'll jot that down. Land of War Elves, flying. And then yep. just, like, whenever you play it, you just reveal that thing. Like, that isn't a yeah. thing that is impossible for mm-hmm. players mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy was crazy successful. And there were cards where you would take notes during the draft and also when you would play certain cards onto the field. There were multiple different types of note-taking that you needed to do and things to keep right. track of and it worked very well and and that goes into like why skullbriar is a good example because skullbriar is a commander card it was made mm-hmm. for a commander it wasn't like in modern you have four different <laughs> skullbriars and you gotta right. track all of them. like <laughs> yeah. perpetually in standard where there's like oh i have like four different merfolk all that have perpetually a different thing and they're all just kind of stacked into my graveyard but one's in my hand Mm-hmm. And then just mm-hmm. like if at any point they get shuffled into my deck, oh yeah, Good what luck. do I do? You can't yeah. do anything. But in yeah. Commander, unless you're playing against a Relentless Rats deck or a Persistent Petitioners deck mm-hmm. or a um, the other Rat or the Dragons approach, if you're not playing against <laughs> those on. four cards specifically, yeah, I don't think that Perpetually is actually that bad. We have a lot of real world in hand human examples of Mm -hmm. very similar things working. And Mm -hmm. I mean, as another thing for the pro column, I also think uh, perpetually is actually a very good mechanic for 
Um, I, a sense that I've gotten is that people are kind of always looking for more resilient or more permanent answers to the commander. And I think that those should be mm-hmm. very limited and very rare, but a perpetual toughness reduction is in effect a long-term commander removal, especially if it's perpetual, a commander with two toughness mm-hmm. that perpetually has minus O minus two is just going to hit the battlefield and die. That can right. be used offensively to stop someone's commander. It can be used for yourself. If you have a commander that you want to ETB and die a lot. And like, mm-hmm. there is some interesting play there with just the commander, not to mm-hmm. even speak of how you would build it. Like you would build any other deck. Um, yeah. I think this one is a lot of kind of personal to the player. How much like, if you and your given deck see some value in this, it might be worth talking to your play group to make sure obviously that they're cool with these mechanics here. Cause I don't actually think that these cards are strictly speaking legal in commander, but no. it might be worth bringing up and then just having, you know, it's part of this deck that you built also includes a small little notebook. Cause you have some stuff you might have to keep track of. Yeah. And that might be worth it. Cause I actually think there's some fun play potential with this mechanic. In commander. Yeah. I, I could, it could work just specifically, just specifically in commander. This could work for the reasons that Daniel said, uh, just, I mean, a, obviously at this point you're rule zeroing it. Obviously these don't exist in real life. Um, yeah. But yeah. In, in the very, you know, theoretical realm of them actually bringing this to paper, uh, I think at that point you'd be talking about making cards that literally out the gate you say, this is only legal in Commander and nowhere else. And then, man, you're getting a lot of, a yeah. lot of uh, separation in weird ways. But it could work. I do agree that it could work, specifically in Commander. Yeah. Yeah, this one just, again, this one comes down to, I think it's just personal. It's not like, mm-hmm. it, do I think the juice is worth the squeeze format-wide? I think it's just like, as a commander player, do you like to have to keep track of a bunch of stuff? Because certain players <laughs> don't mind that. Certain players yeah. would rather die. Like, it just comes mm-hmm. down to what type of player you are, what kind of things you like to do. I'll say yeah. this, and um, and if it's if somehow I missed it on the band list of, of commander, uh, riding the Delu horse. That's that's a oh, card. Right. That's a card that just gives a creature plus two plus two. It's not counters. It just gets plus two plus two, legal. and it doesn't go anywhere. But yep. That's the thing you just gotta mm. remember. Sure, it's mm-hmm. not every zone, but legal in commander. If you think you might be interested in perpetually, build a Skullbrayer deck that has riding the Delu horse <laughs> in the ninety nine, and see how much you like keeping track of those two. If you well, can I was, manage I was keeping track say, of those if two. You're gonna, if you're gonna do it, just build Skullbriar and and you ride that you ride that whole and you horse ride that Delu horse perpetually. <laughs> you run perpetual and you run the Delu horse. It's expensive <laughs> as hell, by the way. And yes, you just um, yes. And you just yeah, give you, Skullbriar infinite counters and give him perpetual and, <laughs> infinite horsemanship. <laughs> and then and then and then send us a picture of you winning a game with a Skullbriar that's riding the Delu horse. Oh man, <laughs> that's I, living the dream. You know what? You'll get a prize from me if you do that. If you can, um, if you can prove it, yeah. if you send me a recorded well, game, I'll give you 50 bucks. I, I actually, Ooh. I will go ahead and say, cause I think that it should be pointed out by anyone who heard us talking about this, uh, right in the dealer horse, it would not follow the card as it moved zones. It just doesn't, it just, no, I know it wouldn't follow the card as it moves zones, but I'm saying it's, it's a, it doesn't go It's an effect you have to keep track of. Yeah, no, it lasts indefinitely. It's on the yeah, the, yeah. It, it lasts indefinitely, but only while the critters in play. But it doesn't follow. No, I know. I, no, nobody said it changed zones. I'm just saying that we've already made cards that are very right. dumb. Right. Right. <laughs> is what I'm and saying. we won't stop. The <laughs> last one, the last one here um, of the uh, actual name mechanics um, is the uh, is the conjure. Um, a creature. Uh, I think. Let me. The one that is notable to me is Shoreline Scout. One blue, one one Merfolk who uh when it enters the battlefield you may exile a merfolk card or a land card from your hand if you do you conjure tropical island into your hand and then it has some other effects that's mm-hmm. not relevant for this mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. so you play this merfolk for one blue you discard a forest you get a reserved list or alpha beta duel this one this ability i think is by far the easiest to do this one's oh, yeah. easy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. easy. The thing that I said earlier about having the side deck a la Yu-Gi-Oh actually works for this. It yeah. actually legitimately works for this ability. 
I guess you might want to have, like, if you plan on abusing Shoreline Scout and getting several copies of Tropical Island conjured into your hand, you might want to have a mm. couple of the proxies in there. Or if you're really yep. about it, a couple actual Tropical Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, this, one, this one's super easy if you want to do it. The cards tell you exactly what card it is that they conjure. Have them in a side deck. Yeah, yep. the only one, the only <laughs> one that is um, a little hard to do from the conjure ones that I'm looking at here is the one that also gives a card perpetually, uh, which yes. is Tome of the Infinite, because you conjure a random card uh. from Tome of the Infinite spellbook into your hand. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's one where it's just like this stack of cards over here is the Tome of the Spellbook thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, at, at that point, you could just have those revealed, and then be like, "All right, now I'm going to shuffle them up and do them." Like that's not yeah. that crazy uh-huh. or anything, mm-hmm. but like that's the one that I think is the most difficult. And then like you know, getting some reassembling skeletons and conjure them into your graveyard. Conjure, yeah, yeah. Conjure's easy. Conjure's not that difficult. Conjure's, conjure's very easy. Conjure's and very especially, doable. especially because um, even with like doing the tropical island, at, at this point, we, we're literally talking about taking digital only cards. You're re- rule zeroing, proxying them into your deck. If you're going to worry about proxying the card you conjure, why, why? Just run the proxies. You can just easily why? Yeah. You know, have them. So, yeah. Super I mean, easy. They just do. made in, in Modern Horizons 2, they, they made Garth the One Eye, who just can cast. He casts six Black different Lotus. spells. Yeah. And oh, right. Like, yeah. like, you think you have that? No. No. <laughs> no. Like, you're yeah. doing the same thing anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, this. Yeah. This is my that, Black Lotus. And that's kind of the example I would, I would point to there, because like, um, in the granted, it's uh, on uh, Game Nights, uh, Command Zones Game Nights episode with Garth One Eye. They had, um, they they specified these were Wizards sanctioned proxies of Black Lotus and the other relevant cards. Yeah. But yeah, if, mm-hmm. if you're playing Garth One Eye, you probably have this stack of the cards that he can cast specifically for that purpose. So this is something that's already had its toe dipped in. Very very doable. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. it just comes down to, I mean, like, I think um, a one blue Merfolk, that's just not terrible anyway. And if it has the upside of potential tropical island and $800 land, probably worth doing. Yeah, I think just you have a side deck of the things that you know your deck can conjure. Simple, yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one's not mm-hmm. hard. And yep. I will say there's a couple other cards that um, only work. They say only work in digital, but mm-hmm. I think that oh, they just yeah. haven't figured out the wording in non-digital. Like uh, like Sky Shroud Ambush is just target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. When the creature you control wins the fight, draw a card. They say that yeah. that one is that one can't work because fight doesn't mean any or win doesn't mean yep. anything on a fight card. But it's just like you can just make up what that is. It is yeah. a card game. You can just make up what it means to win a fight. Right. I just be like if the if the creature you control kills their creature and doesn't die. That's mm-hmm. how you win, and just to have yep. that, mm-hmm. just have be that be what that means. I think you, yep. Daniel, you, myself, and Joshua here, we are we are three reasonably intelligent people. We put our pants on two legs eventually, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think between mm-hmm. the three of us, putting our brains together and really working at it, we could define the word win. I think we could really <laughs> so we could if we if we took so. our time about it. You know, Magic the Gathering is a complex game. It attracts people who are very intellectually minded. I think that we yeah. could, if we really thought about it, we could figure out what the word win means in this game mm-hmm. where we're trying to make all of our opponents lose. I think we could mm-hmm. figure out what that word... Yeah, I mean, like, I get that. Like, it's maybe, like, rules-wise, there's not a satisfactory way to template it, but I know what win means. Like, that's a card that I yeah. think is easier in paper than it would probably be in digital. Like... I th- There's one other uh, card I want to complain about, and then we can, okay. and then we can <laughs> move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, and we, t- you know, it's subversive acolyte. It's two black for a two-two human, and you pay two mana and pay two life, and you choose one, and you activate this ability only one time. All right, he can either become a human cleric, and it gets plus one plus two and gains lifelink. So it essentially will become a three-four lifelinking cleric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or it becomes a Phyrexian and it gets plus three, plus three and gains trample. And whenever this creature is dealt damage, sacrifice that many permanents. Now this one is only good in digital, but here's a card that was printed in Kaldheim. It's it Ascendant Spirit, <laughs> uh, one blue snow creature spirit. 
Uh, you pay two snow mana. Ascendant Spirit becomes a spirit warrior with base power and toughness two three. Uh, pay three snow mana. If Ascendant Spirit is a warrior, you put a flying counter on it, and it becomes a spirit warrior angel with base power and toughness four four. Uh, and then four snow mana. If Ascendant Spirit is an angel, y'all, you put two plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player. Draw a card. What? How on earth is this acolyte? <laughs> this like the card. I don't think the card's good anyway. Like I don't mm-hmm. want it mm-hmm. to be anywhere. I don't want it printed <laughs> digitally or in paper. But how? <laughs> how is it only digital? Like what about it makes them makes them go? Now that's too much for people. Figure of Destiny originally printed in. Eventide hybrid <laughs> mm-hmm. Boros hybrid red or white. Sorry, it's specifically hybrid red or white because I think this set predates Ravnica. Is how old it is. It's yes. a one one Kithkin for hybrid red or white. Figure of Spirit becomes a two two Kithkin Spirit. No counters involved there. You just got to know. Hybrid three hybrid red or white. If Figure of Destiny is a spirit, it becomes a four four Kithkin Spirit Warrior. And then for six hybrid red or white, if figure of destiny is a warrior, it becomes an eight, eight Kithkin warrior, Kithkin spirit warrior avatar with flying and first strike. At no point does mm-hmm. this gain mm-hmm. counters at no point. Mm-hmm. Does this gain uh, <laughs> like anything mm-hmm. that you would physically put on the card? You just gotta know. And especially since this card is released, you could do through shenanigans, give it all creature types right from the jump and skip yep. things around here. Yeah, no, this one, this one, I, I can see them not wanting it in paper. More accurately, I, I can see well, them not yeah, wanting it. Well, yeah, I get that more than yeah, anything 100%. in the world. <laughs> but it's not even close to impossible or even hard to do. They've done it multiple times <laughs> in yep. paper. Mm-hmm. This one has mm-hmm. literally been done. My only negative against it is that's redundant. I've seen this ability too much. I'm tired <laughs> of it. I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> that's the real reason they did it that way. Yeah, they they, they didn't want to be derivative. They're like, we just did one in Kaldheim. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, it's probably too soon to just drop another one no. of these. The last one, the first other one since Kaldheim was way back in Eventide. Um, and then the last one is just kind of general randomness. Um, the the two that I think are probably the best to highlight here are the Tome of the Infinite and then Davriel Soulbroker. There's probably the two, the Planeswalker and then the artifact that conjures a bunch of stuff. Uh, I would say Pool of Vigorous, of vigorous growth, growth as well. Yeah. The one okay. that is just um, <laughs> Momir Vig Basic. Yeah, it's just Momir Basic. So I think my favorite thing about all of this, of, of these conversations, is that my understanding right now is that Historic is pretty unplayable because of Perpetual. Uh, oh, yeah. I've really been wondering. <laughs> it seems pretty oppressive. But I guess they had to try. Well, let me, let me tell you the thing. And this is... It's, it's funny because this is how I know that Wizards messed up because I heard uh-huh. about what was happening and I'm like, this makes me want to play Historic. And I know <laughs> that if I want to play Historic, that means something something's wrong. wrong. Something is terribly wrong. That's why I think that I'm, a, I'm pretty good at game design because I know that if I'm enjoying something too much, it probably needs to be nerfed or changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's honest a, with himself. I, I know the kind of stuff that I like to do. If I'm I having I'm too good of a son. time, we really got to tone it back, I think. But there's a combo uh, with Revelark. Revelark is in is mm. in historic. And it is um, it has a Vogue for, I think, one white. You evoke it, or it might be two. I think it's normally a three drop, but you can evoke it for two. Mm-hmm. And so when it enters the battlefield, you know, it is a flyer. And then when it dies, you have to return a creature with power... Uh, one or less, or is it um? What is it? I think it's one or less. I think Revelark... yeah. I think, I think Revelark is power based. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, if you play Revelark and you do Davriel's Withering to give it a perpetual minus, it will immediately die and then try to bring itself back if it's the only thing in the graveyard because it now has forever low enough power to bring itself back. So it goes to the battlefield, dies again but it dies mm-hmm. to state-based. So that means that there's a Revelark trigger that goes on the stack, and guess what it has to grab? Revelark, forever, and the game ends in a draw. And that's the thing you can do as early as turn two. 
Like you can just turn to draw the game if you don't like how it's going. And apparently right. if that's not the reason why people are upset. I think Tibalt's trickery is also once again ruined everything. And I yeah. really want to play that <laughs> deck too. But either way, either way, it sounds like a little bit of a rocky, a rocky go of it with mm-hmm. perpetual because it Yeah. Oh man, making the game in <laughs> a draw. If you're just having a, a bad time, you're just like, well, well they're gonna win. Nope. <laughs> just well, just they just nah, 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 time nah, to nah. it up. Now nah, let's go just, to game six. They can just <laughs> patch they can just patch the perpetual cards. There you go. They have the option. I think that they would probably take out Revelark first. I think, I think they would just ban Revelark. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess with, with with all of that said, I guess kind of as just final thoughts as we close out here. Um are I guess I I guess the, the kind of uh going I guess mechanic by mechanic. Are any of these mechanics that we would particularly want in Commander? Like, in like you look at Seek, you look at Perpetually, hmm. you look at Conjure. Are there any of these mm-hmm. that you particularly want? Um, I'll, I'll start with it. I'll say the only one that I really care for, I do think that there is an interesting use case for Perpetually in Commander. But I think the, I think, like, as Daniel mentioned there and just the, the relatively tiny environment that is historic compared to commander's card pool. I mm-hmm. think there is a lot, there's a high probability of perpetually having some very terribly unfun interactions. Even if I like the ability of introducing another way to permanently quote unquote deal with a commander, I think the juice may not be worth the squeeze there. I think that conjure is a way to, in, to, um, to introduce wishes functionally into commander in a way yeah, that i think is satisfactory yeah. yeah without having to add yeah. sideboards i think conjure would meet that conjure is mm-hmm. the only one of these three that i particularly care for for seek we have reveal off the top to you hit a thing we have plenty of tutors and stuff i don't think that i yeah. gain more than i have to like gain enough to make it worth the hassle for seek or perpetually conjure i would like conjure conjure mm-hmm. has a lot of appeal to me I, I think I agree no, completely. I think, um, that's that's the one. I, Seek I don't think adds anything that truly matters, um, and perpetually I ugh, limit it only to commander. Even if you have them only hit commanders, then you're just specifically making you're just making a problem. But conjure like especially like ones that exist yeah. here are Kiora the Tides Fury conjuring Kraken hatchlings, Boneyard Aberra- Aberration conjures reassembling skeletons into your yard. <laughs> These are not expensive things. You can get twenty of those for a dollar. I don't know. It yeah. I would love yeah. That works. That totally works. I like that as a wish. I agree. Or just it's, yeah, like it's a thing where you can also. Um, I mean, wizards uh, don't listen, but like the secondary market <laughs> artists just draw popular conjure targets. Yep. And so like you could you could support independent artists that way if you had someone that you really liked and you had the deck that like you love re- like like I I recently bought 80 cudgel trolls and I actually <laughs> really love that. I really love that I own 80 cudgel trolls. I would love mm-hmm. a card that conjured cudgel trolls to my hand cuz I would probably build a deck that was built around conjuring as many cudgel trolls as I could possibly <laughs> do. This sounds really fun to me. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Um... And uh, Dan, what are you? Let's see. Uh, I don't think... I think that Perpetually would be fine in Commander, except for I think that people would hate it. Because I don't know if you know this about like the Rules Committee or, or Magic in general. They don't like it when you can permanently deal with Commanders. They've huh? made specific mm-hmm. concessions to make sure that that's no longer how a lot of cards work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm... Like, the only ones that really exist, like, there's ones that can deal with them permanently in a sense. It's like, um, you know, uh, what is it, Songs of the Dryad, Imprisoned in the Moon. But those can be removed either by killing the player or by other things. Perpetually doesn't go away when that person's gone. Like, if you were to use Davriel's Withering on Josh's Hope of Gearper, Josh wouldn't get (laughs) to have a commander the whole game. Right. There's the one that's like perpetually a creature's power is zero now. Like that just (laughs) will turn off. Mm -hmm, Like, like a lot of people's commanders. Like if that's if that's what happens, that's not a thing that wizards likes to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that like that. I'm actually because there's. I was talking about the out of time uh, that got printed in Modern Horizons too. There's a thing you can do with the card out of time 
which is an enchantment, where when it enters the battlefield, you phase out all creatures, and then you put vanishing counters on out of time equal to the number of creatures that were phased out this way. And then when the last one's removed, you know, uh, out of time goes away, the creatures all come back. But mm -hmm. if you can find a way to have all of your enchantments be creatures, when out of time enters, it phases out all creatures, including itself, and it never brings them back. Yep. <laughs> they go away forever. No one mm -hmm. gets their commanders. No one gets back any other things. And then if you <laughs> die, it still didn't leave the battlefield. It was treated as though it wasn't on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And I'm right. worried that that's going to somehow get banned. I yeah. think that they'll do it because they hate that. So perpetual, yeah. like, yeah, sure, give, give a card in your hand flying, I guess. But I think that there's a few <laughs> too many right now that would be mm -hmm. like, people would run it on purpose just to be like, if I could permanently, like, make someone not be able to do their thing. Like Iona, Iona does that for eight mana for a color. Yep. <laughs> and that right. got the ax. And it's uh -huh. not got unbanned. I like, I, they, they, that would never. Conjure yeah, is amazing yeah. though. Conjure's um, great. Mm -hmm. Conjure, yep. It's a perfect thing. It's a, it's a thing that essentially cards do anyway. Like mm -hmm. I think, what is it? Like, I mean, well, there's a Fraley's that just makes Llanowar Elves. Yeah, yeah they're Llanowar Elves. The Fraley's Llanowar's Fury. But they're called Llanowar Elves. Yep. Right. They're token Llanowar Elves. It, mm -hmm. That's just Conjure. Mm -hmm. You, you mm -hmm. conjured a Llanowar Elf into play. Like, you don't... Yep. It doesn't oh, matter man. that much. Oh, man. Because um, if you brought, if you brought seek, Conjure seek into the sucks. actual game, yeah. you could yeah, do uh, you could do a Battle of Wits commander deck with Conjure. It'd be roundabout as yeah. hell, but you could do it. It opens up an archetype. Finally. <laughs> I've been trying to make Hedron alignment work. I've been I've been literally for I think some total several hours. I have thought about dream uh Hedron alignment and how it could work in EDH, and it just flat can't. With Conjure, it could, because it would give me a second copy of a real non-token Hedron alignment. And that's like, it's, I think it's very fun. And I think also Conjure is so narrow that it's easy to manage and prevent from getting bonkers wild out there. Cause like if everyone running Tropical Island got too powerful, then you could just ban the card that makes Tropical Island. Well, I mean, but the thing about it is that yeah. it doesn't put it into play. It puts it in your hand. No, it puts it in so your you hand. You still have to have extra like land plays, lands, land plays or something. So like getting a Tropical Island into your hand is yeah, not, not a big deal. That's not a big deal. Yeah, that thing is, I would have loved for there to be another Davriel card, because Davriel's such a cool character. I want there to be more Davriel mm -hmm. out there. I don't mm -hmm. understand why in War of the Spark, he, like, wore a hood and was all smoky and mysterious, and he's just some dude in a suit. Like, you wasn't know? expecting that, not gonna lie. No, he's just, like, this they hot really debonair guy. Because I was Chilling. just like, is this, like, some kind of other type of Ashiok-type <laughs> being? Like, some kind of really... <laughs> no, this is just some debonair businessman. Yeah. <laughs> who for some mm -hmm. reason mm -hmm. got to walk around like a ghost <laughs> yeah. i'm excited to see that the wanderer was a stenographer the whole time <laughs> it doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. but you know mm -hmm. and you know if truthfully out of all these though the one that i want for the mana cost to be reduced on to even cast it and to be made to work in paper is is pool of uh, vigorous growth it's all it's only two mana mm -hmm. but i want it to just be one mana <laughs> um, wow. and, I, mm -hmm. and I want and I want it in everyone's opening hand just everyone can just start getting random creatures yeah. um, mm -hmm. well now's a great time to bring this up um, so here we go uh, just Lord. real quick you guys uh, what do you because I feel like this is the thing people might be wondering um, uh -huh. how do we feel about digital only cards and magic <laughs> we don't uh, talk about that thing <laughs> like, like do we think that it, that it's, it spits on the 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 ever filling grave of the game or, or what <laughs> josh you mm. go first i'm actually most interested in what josh what josh thinks on it i okay there have there have actually already been like well okay there has been i think a single time already <laughs> that um i looked at a card that currently still only exists in arena not because anything about the card, but just it it just only is on there. It hasn't been printed as a physical card. And there's been at least once where I looked at it and was thinking about it for a deck before realizing, oh, this this isn't a physical card. And that's annoying. So, I mean, this oh, is just more I of guess? that. Is, 
you can try because I don't remember. Is, I don't it remember. The, is it that four and two white guy that's just whenever a, a creature with like a low power enters the battlefield, you draw a card oh. and gain a life? Is it that one? Yeah, I think it was exactly that one. And that, that particular dude, he does not <laughs> yeah. exist on a paper card. And this is just going to be... This is just a lot more of that, of people are going to find things that they like on Arena. They're going to say, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I want to take that. I want to take that show on the road. I want to play that card with my friends. And then they're going to look and they'll be like, oh, well, I can't do it in the real way. Hmm. And that's just stupid. I think I find it stupid. Um, I get it. I accept it. I have completely come to terms with it, but I find it stupid. I, I I guess I do get it from the perspective because that is the thing that new players do when they're when they're starting to like figure out how to search for cards and stuff because mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing that it happens to a new player when they're just like oh hey this card would be really cool for my dinosaur deck wow two hundred dollars all right <laughs> okay then i gotta really reconsider so it's sort of like another one of those situations and i guess i hadn't really thought about that because i know like just from like a picture because the pictures look different like on scryfall mm-hmm. and stuff of like the digital only ones you can look yeah. and be like mm-hmm. hey this one doesn't look like it, it was ever paper um <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know th- but you know for for new players yeah i could I can see that being kind of a thing. I wonder if what would behoove like a, like Scryfall maybe or other search engines is to just default not include the digital only cards because like that's what they did with like the old play, the old Dreamcast game random ones we talked about at the top of the yeah. episode. It's just uh. like those just don't show up when you search for them. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if like mm-hmm. on Scryfall there might you might should just default to a toggle of just like a don't show digital only cards. Like as just the default option, and then people who, I guess, want to search for digital cards on Scryfall instead of being in the Arena client where they can yeah. buy the digital mm-hmm. only cards, um, anyway, could could figure it out. I don't know it, but that that's an interesting point. I I had never mm-hmm. even considered that. Uh, and and I guess where I land on it is, um, I am pretty sour and negative on Arena as a whole, um. Like, as an entire, as its economy, as a place to play Magic the Gathering, as a place to onboard new players. I guess the the pro that I can say for it is that it is a technically free way for someone to start playing Magic the Gathering. But mm-hmm. I think that there's mm-hmm. actually so many more negatives to what Arena does that I don't want Arena to, if I want to be, it's, this is a podcast, hot takes. Um, I would rather <laughs> arena not exist at all. And then by extension it not have exclusive cards. So <laughs> I, I would throw the baby out with the bathwater on that if that's what it had to come to. Um, but also it's, I, I don't think that magic gains substantially from digital only because like having played Hearthstone for a bit, once it released and playing magic more regularly, I don't think that magic as a card game works as mobilely as hearthstone does and so i don't think that they're going to be able to fully capture what hearthstone does as a game like what i believe they're trying to do with digital only cards so by extension of that i don't think it's worth the squeeze for regular magic for these and then it has the added feel bads of someone who goes to arena wants to then play in their lgs wants to go into the paper game has now a card and kind of a play experience that doesn't translate because these cards don't exist in paper. These cards can't exist in paper. So, like, I don't think it helps transition players from one to the other and kind of make the whole hobby more cohesive. I'd, I'd agree with that mm-hmm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am a, a, a ghost of a different house. Um, <laughs> in that... My main complaint that I had with Hearthstone, like the parts I loved about Hearthstone Mm -hmm. was just that they were like, hey, this card might win you the game right now or it might lose you the game right now. That's what's up. And I'm like, I really Mm -hmm. like that about Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. But I hate the mana system in Hearthstone so much. But I love Magic's like resource system Mm -hmm. so much. And so... I like, I at least like that, like, I think they they should, 
forego like you know they're doing the thing they're going real easy with it and they're just yeah you know slowly dipping their toe in with the digital thing where they should just go full hearthstone now and just be like summon a random nine drop that has died this turn it can be any of the nine drops that have died this <laughs> turn, but yeah. you don't know hmm. or it's like summon a legend that's in their deck but you get two of them <laughs> it's like that's the kind of stuff i want like really mm. Really, really, if you're gonna try to do the Hearthstone thing, do like it. because you have the better mana system. That and that's why I never. That's why I never. I haven't gone into historic. They almost got me because of their online only thing where you can draw the game forever. That's funny to me, <laughs> but but right. you know. But I also do know how arena works. I do agree with you that arena sucks. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't have that prior knowledge, maybe. But I know that arena is bad. Mm-hmm. Even though the idea of magic. But with the dumb idiot Hearthstone cards, hey, that's what I wanted Hearthstone to be. <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> that's what I wanted that to be. And so I'm 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 in a, a different boat, but I do, and I, I would have to really look at the numbers because I don't know how many people are like, like I truthfully don't know how many people are like starting with historic and being like, oh, I like this game. I want to now onboard into other things. I feel like yeah. Most people who, because it's such a new format, especially the digital only bit, mm-hmm. is that I feel like a lot of people, you know, they played standard and then standard sucked and then they onboarded boarded into historic. So I feel like a lot of new players are coming in and playing a bad standard first mm-hmm. and then they get onboarded into historic, which is now also kind of bad. And then so it's like, oh man, I feel bad that I can't take bad historic with me to a store and play bad historic, all they have is terrible standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, or, you know, really expensive, but very good modern right now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I don't think I would consider historic the jumping on point for anybody. Oh, for sure. I, I, for I sure. can't imagine yeah. it working that way, but who knows? Uh, you know, I say a million things about wizards, bad things. And then mm-hmm. they'll do like a business conference thing. And they'll be like, Hey, historic has, 80 million new players. Like it turns out like 80 million of the people it's like, you know, set booster boxes are doing incredibly well because we only sell 10 draft booster boxes to stores and let them buy an infinite supply of set booster boxes. Set boosters are doing great. It's going to be one of those situations maybe, but Mm -hmm. I feel like enough time hasn't passed personally for me to be like, I think that people playing historic aren't going to be able to figure out how to do other things. Cause I don't, I cannot imagine that somebody's just starting there. That'd be the dumbest idea in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know how you, that would happen because that would mean that somebody who plays historic gets you into magic so that you can play historic. And I don't know why you'd have that conversation with a human. Like someone that's just like, Oh man, I'm on arena and I play historic. I think you'd love historic guy. Who's never played magic before. Who's never played magic at all. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's get into historic. Like I, that that I don't see, but arena does suck and the economy is yes. terrible. Um, so mm. absolutely don't don't use arena mm-hmm. um, unless you have a lot of like if you have enough money where you don't care about the fact that you have money and it doesn't hurt your soul to spend it on stuff. Then yeah, sure, you're the mm-hmm. kind of person they want playing. But if you value your money that you have when you have it don't don't play arena but if you if it's literally just trash in your pocket anyway then sure you know go have a have a ball to uh, just because this uh this full thought congealed in my head during this last little bit here um to end us off developing arena working on arena fixing the numerous bugs in arena and designing arena did not happen for free it happened for money that they had to invest in software developers to do all of that they did. They chose to do that to develop Arena from the ground up, um, instead of using that money to improve the user experience of Magic: The Gathering Online, which they also could have put their resources into. I would posit, and I personally would argue that the only reason that that was done is because it was easier to create an entirely new economy within Arena, which was very abusable and very manipulative of the player base to extract as much money as possible while giving the players as little as possible by it being its own thing than if they had tried to put that economy in moto because i don't think they i believe that they didn't think it would work if they tried to do it in moto so i think the only reason (laughs) arena exists 
is because they knew it would be a way to capture to capture an audience that they could put a manipulative economy into and extract as much value as possible. By that extension, don't play arena at all, um, unless you want to, I guess. Yeah, we'll do anything if you want to. Whether I was, <laughs> it's as Hermes Conrad says in the episode of Futurama <laughs> I watched just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, when push comes to shove, you got to do what you love, even if it's not a good idea. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> With all that said, we have now <laughs> demonstrated the loop. We will now move to the end step and concede. Bye. Goodbye. I'm Daniel, by the way. <laughs> I'm true, and that's job. Josh. Farewell, Josh here. Bye. <laughs>